guys, welcome to the Seven Figure Box Show. This is Andrew Frezza with Coach Austin Bettigrew of Fit Town. And today we're gonna to be talking about what it's like to be a part of a great coaching team. And we wanna share this podcast, not because we wanted to brag about our coaching team, although that's part of it, um, but we wanted to, to kind of share what's possible because I know a lot of coaches and gym owners are, if you're a gym owner, you're often struggling to build a team. You're struggling to get support for key decisions. You're struggling to delegate roles. You're struggling to have that trust built up. You don't have the peace of mind to give away classes. You can work on the business or take a vacation. And then if you're a coach, you know you want to have others around you that are gonna push you and you can learn from and do all these things. And the more that we can give you a window into how we work, and not to say that we're perfect, but I, I know we've come a long way and I can compare our team to other teams I've been on in other sports growing up or previous teams we've had at the gym and our team has never been stronger and we've never had the support that we, we have today. So I wanna give you guys hopefully inspiration, something to aspire to if you don't have that team yet and, and something to work towards and, and what could that look like for you. Um, so since you're, well you've been on the gym owner side but you are primarily a coach, mm -hmm. What what does the team value for you and what do you get out of our current team that you haven't gotten out of previous teams as much? Yeah, I think the the most important part of our team and the part that I love the most about our team is this open window of conversation all the time. Like, you know, it's funny. I always talk about it. I'm like, we need to do a little bit better communication. But then I like take a step back. I'm like, holy cow, that is all we do. We are always communicating with each other. And although that sounds like, duh, you should be talking to each other, it's not an easy thing to do. When you're having to give people feedback, good or bad, it, it can be uncomfortable. Um, and we almost demand that of our team. And if you don't fit that mold, then you're probably not gonna last long here because you're gonna be expected to give and take feedback constantly. The cool thing about that is you can never get really complacent in where you are as a coach because you're going to have to level up. And if you start sliding down a little bit, someone's gonna be right there telling you, hey, you should try this next time. Hey, you could do better at this next time. Hey, you did really well at this, but let's try this. And it's cool. It's, I've been coaching for eight to nine years at this point and I've never felt like I needed to prove more in my life, <laughs> which is yeah. awesome. Yeah, I, I think that starts with coaches that are just present in the facility a lot because without that, it would be so much harder. If you were having to, every time you had to give feedback, call someone up or kind of schedule it, it would be that much harder. And it really starts with, you know, of our team of eight full-time coaches, if you come here on any given day at noon or 1 p.m., you're probably going to see six or seven of them at that time. If you're coaching a class at 8 a.m., you might have three of them in your class mm -hmm. on that day and, and vice versa. So that presence really sets up the success of everything else and becomes that window of communication. Yeah, and I think we actually have to take a step back further because I, I think it actually starts with you and Tony. You guys, the, the owners, the affiliate owners, whoever, like the people who are, are the head of the organization you have to let the team know first that you care, that you're willing to put time and effort and develop, to develop them and that you care where their career goes. And once that step is filled, 
it's a little bit easier to put out effort to other things. So if you know that, hey, I'm not just going to be stuck in this spot of my job forever as long as I put in some work and effort and I see the clear direction of where I could go as a coach professionally and I know I have a team on my back who's going to push me and be there right or be there with me if something you know goes wrong or I'm struggling or whatever that makes it a lot easier so it, it makes the the things that other organizations seem you know that are, they say is difficult like you know like talking um, not not that bad it's just what we do. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I've really had to shift my perspective as an owner. Um, I, as we became kind of, kind of more of a volume model, we have the two buildings, I just kind of like took a step back and looked at, even if I worked my ass off in terms of group classes, you know, there we have, right now we have over 100 group classes a week, which yeah. is just crazy. But even at those previous years, it was still pretty high, 60, 70, 80 classes. So even if I coach 25, 30 classes a week, which was more than I wanted to, I still couldn't even coach 50% of the classes. Mm -hmm. So I started to quickly realize, okay, my focus needs to shift. And if I want this experience to be consistently great across the board, my focus needs to go to the coach and then let the coach shift their focus to the member. And now I, I get a lot more excitement and pride out of your guys' successes yeah. as coaches than even our members' successes. And it's just because that's where, where my, a lot of my focus is right now. And it, it's funny because it's, it's, it's a two-way street. You, you guys invest more in us, and then we are willing to then in turn have your guys' back in situations where you need it. And we're willing to work hard for you guys and for everyone else on the team. And, yeah, I think the, the big overarching thing is that we've, we've built a team that really cares for each other. And because they care for each other, they care for every other aspect that goes along with creating a business. Mm -hmm. So the inspiration to actually have a team like this for me came, I did the CrossFit New England immersion mm. with Ben Bergeron probably four or five years ago. And that was my first taste of what a really good cohesive team could look like. And there was a, there was a literal energy in the building every time you walked in regardless of the time of day regardless of whether there was a class going on it was like they were working towards something there was something bigger that they were working towards and getting to experience that energy was what i knew i wanted to create and that's where since that time we've really intentionally only hired full-time staff mm -hmm. six of our last seven coaches have come from out of state because we just said you know what let's cast the widest net and let's get the best of the best people that are willing to move here because they feel like they align so much with our gym. So that's really what, what was the vision for me. That's what's possible for a lot of gyms out there. And, um, and yeah, it's really cool to have our version of that. Mm -hmm. It's not, and that's what I want for you guys. I want you to have your version of that. I don't want you to replicate our version. Our version is, is playing ultimate Frisbee and, and, uh, and soccer and spike ball on the weekends and hanging out with each other and making fun of each other and that playing that's what she said to start our <laughs> meetings and doing stuff like that. But your version should be your version of this and it should be something that fulfills you in a similar way. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think I think replicating exactly what we would do would be kind of weird and kind of hard to do unless you've just like been engulfed in it. But I think even if like if I were to leave the organization and try to go open something, it would be impossible for me to create the same thing. Like, so I, I don't think you would ever like, oh, I like what they do. You could of course try to implement something, but to say like, I wanna make it exactly like them, is just gonna be impossible. But you know what your team is like, you know the individuals on your team, 
and you just have to care and talk to them and see like you know what do they enjoy doing I, like I think one of the coolest things that you guys do I don't know if you're still doing it now that you're at two kids but one of the coolest thing in the hiring process is like we got to go and like spend the night at your house and I don't think a lot of jobs do that I don't, I don't think that's the norm so we are literally from day well zero before we were even hired just engulfed in this family atmosphere as an organization and that's just kind of portrayed in everything else that we do. Our goal was to create this like family-like feel, at least on the team. Um, yeah, and I think that kind of shows in some of the things we do, like you know, playing sports on the weekends and making fun of each other all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so how does it show up as on the business side for the gym owner? The biggest uh, difference I have noticed for me on the business side is support for key decisions. Mm -hmm. I remember we we had a coach once that got upset because we added an afternoon cleaning shift because it affected her training time. It coincided with her training time, but we literally have two buildings. All we did was ask her to go to the smaller of the two buildings, which is a fully equipped 4,000 square foot gym. So it wasn't a big ask, but that was an upsetting moment for her. And, and that could have been communicated. I'm better, I'm sure on my end but it's a very small thing that became a big thing. And now we have things that are very big things, like we're doing a major price rage or, or COVID last year, where we have to make these really important decisions very fast and having what feels to me like a, as close to 100% support as you could possibly have for these types of decisions. And people that are just like, that have your back and you know, for the most part are not are you know, when they get complaints from members are, are siding with you and, and it's a tight knit, uh, cohesive group in that sense. Yeah. I think the, the most important part of that conversation is, um, Tony and you do a, an amazing job as leaders at showing us the vision and then from there showing us how we're going to get there. And then from there, you guys get our buy-in to it. And because we know where we're going and we're all on board to go to, you know, from point A to point B, when there's roadblocks, like, hey, we have to do a price rate, price rate right here. It's like, okay, no big deal. Like, we know the value we're about to add. We know where we're going. That's just a little bump in the road. Let's go. And I think if you're, if you're going to create a team, the first thing I would, I would look at is like, am I actually communicating what the business model or what our business ideas are well enough to the team that they want to actually buy in and participate in because i feel like if you don't it's hard for them to get excited and when things like that come up they could be disagreeing with you but mm -hmm. you just haven't asked and you don't know um or they were never a part of a conversation with something like a price rate so it catches them off guard like oh i sorry i didn't know your rates and now they're battling the members and that's not a spot anyone wants to be in so I think if you can equip your coach with direction and a vision and how you're going to get there, um, that sets you up for a lot more success and a lot more buy-in from, from your organization. Yeah. And then the second big way this shows up is the ability to not be present in the facility and still feel a confidence and a trust in your staff when you're not there. And that could be uh, coaching classes, that could be with your sales side of things and can can I go on vacation for seven days and the gym is still growing. And I remember our, our original team, I actually thought they were really good uh, group class coaches and personal training coaches and knowledge was 
was as good, even as good as our, our, our team is now in terms of just coaching knowledge, but it just felt like anything that was outside of a pure coaching role, no one wanted to touch with a yeah. 10 foot pole. So in order for us to have any help with anything business related from, from social media to events to anything, it was like pulling teeth mm -hmm. and it was very hard to do. And, and now all that stuff pretty much runs like clockwork even if we're not here. Not yeah. only is it not our responsibility, or we can get it covered, but we don't even have to have it in the first place on our plate. It's someone else's thing to take care of. So that's huge. Yeah, I agree with that one. I, I also think, I would kind of tie that in with you creating a team that you trust and you put a lot of trust in. And I've noticed as the organization is climb to where it is now that because you have trust built up you yourself are able to give away tasks that are taking up your time to do other things like grow the business um i think the funniest one is like like programming when i first got here you were still doing a lot of it like if not all of it and then i slowly trickled in and then you know where we are today is you don't even see the programming until you're doing the group classes like our members are doing you've completely gotten out of it. And I don't think that happens if you don't have trust in the coaches. So, yeah. you know, that, that's a big, a big role, but that's how it is with all roles. And we have, you know, Melissa doing like some pretty big backend stuff that mm -hmm. you have to need, you need a lot of trust for someone to look at your financials. And yeah, I just think you and Tony have created this area that we can, you know, love and trust each other. And because of that, we love and trust you guys, and then it just makes the whole thing flow uh, much easier. Yeah, so what, what I'll wrap up on here is I would encourage gym owners out there to get very intentional about that. I believe that business and entrepreneurship is your ability to create your sort of slice in the world mm -hmm. that is aligned with you as a person and what you want to impart and, and contribute to the world. And I think. If you can look at it on a, not just a five or 10 year timeline, but on a 30 to 50 year timeline of, of what, what would things look, if I had all the money in the world, what would I want to spend my time on? What would I want, who would I want to surround myself with every day? And, and try to, try to create that. Obviously there's always urgent business issues that come up that have to be addressed. But if you have some kind of North star, that is that has much more alignment with who you are as a person then i think it gives you a, a much better shot of achieving that yeah all right guys well thanks for joining us um this is stuff that's going to be all part of our rockstar coaching intensive we are going to have an element meeting with owners every other week with live zoom calls so that launches here in the next uh probably the next few days as you guys are here in this podcast you're interested in being a part of that, you can shoot me an email, andrew at fittown.com. You can head over to our Facebook group, facebook.com slash rockstarcoach7. All right, so thank you guys for listening. See you on the next one.